Hello and welcome to Media MD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. Ah, uh, that's basically what the show is. I, I messed it up a little bit, but let's just keep rolling. Um, I'm Ruben Morehouse. <laughs> and I'm Elliot Diebold. Awesome. And Elliot, I think this fortnight it's your turn. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, so this week I am bringing you the 2009 film Push, which is a sort of sci-fi action thriller. I was confused about this because I, I keep confusing it with a movie that I've heard of a lot but never actually seen, which is the movie Precious, which is based on a book called Push, which is I yeah. think why I was confused. <laughs> and so you do But that's it, not this movie, right? No, and so often when you are sort of searching for this film online, you do have to specify Push 2009 because push, otherwise not that the one, majority the of your hits will refer to Precious or Push by Sapphire. <laughs> Wait, is it... Is the book called Push by Sapphire? Uh, I honestly, or is I don't it know. Push I'm not, I'm not a book by that. a person called Sapphire? Could be. I, I don't know. Elliot, you didn't research enough before bringing <laughs> this to us on the podcast. <laughs> I think that's what this shows. Yeah, okay. So it's a 2009 sci-fi movie and not based on a book, maybe? I don't know. No, I, I think it was sort of entirely original. Um, They they did that sort of thing. It. it because it sort of falls kind of into the the whole superhero genre, um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's probably you know it, it's on the border of that, and uh, so they did the thing that's very common for that. They released like prequel comics, Ooh. um, that that I've never read those, but I think because I, I was <laughs> I was looking up some stuff researching for this, and and like the wiki had some information that I was like, this they did not bring that up in the film and I think right. it was coming from these comics. From the prequel comics. Um, How can you I call think... yourself a fan of Push if you haven't read the prequel comics, Elliot? Well, I guess I can't. I'm an enthusiast, not a Not a, <laughs> not a fan. fan. <laughs> All right. Um, so you described it as science fiction before. Is it... yeah. So now what I'm kind of picturing is similar to like, um, what's that movie called? Uh, uh, Chronicle? That's the one, right? Which is that it like is. science fiction movie about the kids who get superpowers. Yeah, that's that's probably a fairly good comparison. The other one it gets compared to a lot was uh, that movie Jumper. Yes, um, which I haven't seen for years. Um, I, I haven't seen it actually, but it's uh, it's in a similar vein to sort of both of those. Um, mm. So it's essentially it's set in a world. Well, it's set in like our world, but there's you know various forms of psychics. Um. And, you know, so all their powers are sort of categorized. And so you've got ones called movers, it's a, you know, which are basically just like telekinetics. They can, you know, sort of throw things <laughs> yep. around. Movers, breakers, uh, tinkers, um, blasters. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, th- look, this is why I thought you might like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love anything the... that breaks down powers into rhyming categories. <laughs> um, yeah, so the theme for this one is they're all just sort of very casual terms for them. Um, so you've got other ones like stitches are ones that can sort of heal people. Um, and these are all kind of telekinesis-esque powers? They're, they're all just sort of different kinds of psychic ones. So um, right. there's also, they're like, watchers can see the future. Mm. Um, you know, so basically a lot of those sort of very sort of common psychic power ideas mm. um, come up. And I mean, and that sort of covers the whole movie. I, I'm not going to lie, like, most of the ideas in this movie are not particularly original. I just really like how they all come together, if that makes sense. Like... The yeah. movie sort of brings a lot of simple things together in in a kind of unique and and I think good way. Yeah. Um, okay. 
And so basically, I mean, the premise is essentially your main characters are a group of these various forms of psychics and they're being hunted by a government division that wants to capture them and sort of study their powers and um, give them this drug which is meant to boost their powers but kills all the test subjects. Um, is that drug called Push? No, it's not. So Push... That would be pushing, such a good name for a drug like that. Yeah, Pushing is one of the power types. Uh, and it ends up being one of the more central ones as the story right. goes on. Right. Um, so, I mean, just sort of a quick rundown of the main characters because um, they get they do, do sort of get introduced quite quickly. Uh, you have Chris Evans playing um, this guy called Nick who who's a mover, so he has telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Dakota Fanning playing Cassie, um, who's a uh, watcher, like fortune teller. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Camilla Bell, which I've only ever seen her in this in 10,000 BC. I don't know if she's in anything else. Um, <laughs> but she plays... 10,000 uh, BC. Yeah. She plays a, a really powerful pusher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bunch of supporting cast members. You've got Ming-Na Wen, who you know oh, shit. from... Oh, yeah. uh, From S.H.I.E.L.D. Stargate Universe and Mulan. <laughs> yeah, all right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and one of the McPoyle brothers, uh, from Always Sunny Philadelphia. I can't uh, remember his real The round-faced one or the tall-faced one? The one who wasn't in Westworld. Oh, lame. He's the worst one. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and so, I mean, I guess that's, that's sort of basically it is, is, is it's these, this sort of, you know, classic ragtag team of, of various psychics who sort of um meet up and and work together to take down this big government organization headed by mm. an evil pusher who's trying to <laughs> no, capture them all. Say it ain't so. Um and it's it's ironic because I'm assuming they make this joke in the film, but he's trying to push this drug on them and he's a pusher. <laughs> no, they they don't make that. Uh, oh, that's joke. lame. To, to they should fair, have hired the me to do rewrites. The government division doesn't just capture them to give them their drugs. They also do, if there's one that they think is too powerful or someone who's constantly abusing their powers, um, they do also just like imprison them in a secret base, which is another sort mm. of classic thing. Mm. They birdcage um, them. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> is this is this episode and our follow-up episode just going to be worm references, Elliot? <laughs> well, yes, yes, it you're, is. <laughs> you're the one who keeps making them, so that's really your call. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm answering the question as well as asking it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's important to point out that I've actually just been doing a worm reread um, ahead of Worm 2, which is coming out quite soon. And so I yeah. think it's it's quite natural that this is going to get compared to Worm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I, I'd say I'd say one of the big differences in this one um, that might catch you up a bit based on stuff you said before about what you like about Worm, this film doesn't specifically define all of the limits of various people's powers. Mm-hmm. I think because it just is a one and a half hour movie and mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. people, even within the same category, you know, sort of have slight variations of the same power or different like strengths and stuff. It, yeah. it goes out of its way to kind of not set hard limits for anyone just because, I mean, that's that's only something you're going to do if you really have the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I'm ac- I'd actually... Well, I probably sh- shouldn't ask about this. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But I'd be curious to see if the powers are, like, there's only 12 powers or there are movers that can move, like, metal things and there are movers that can move, like, 
uh, fucking plastic or whatever, you know, what different kinds of materials, whether there's like subsets of the powers that have different restrictions on them. Yeah. I think that would be kind um, of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, not not really. Again, I think I think because it's only an hour and a half movie, they, they didn't bother to go that far down. Um, I think the only thing they do sort of bring up is there's slight variations in how watchers see the future. So there's one mm. watcher in particular who senses people's intentions and and so um if you just sort of act randomly um it makes it really hard for her to predict (laughs) what you're gonna do um whereas other watches can more focus on specific objects to see their future right Um, i I like the idea that there's a a power that you combat just by doing fucking random shit (laughs) i mean it's very um it's pretty funny (laughs) It reminds me of uh, of that classic fucking scene in Yu-Gi-Oh where yeah, I was just thinking that as well. <laughs> Pegasus can read his mind, and so the way he counters is just by playing the top card from his deck. <laughs> it's like I'm going to counter you by doing this fucking stupid thing, and it somehow works out. Um, yeah, he believed in the heart of the cards. That yeah, of course. So it wasn't um, really very stupid, Ruben, because if you right, right, because of course the heart of the cards is a a quantifiable thing in the in the Yu-Gi-Oh world um so yeah you said that the thing that was interesting to you about this movie was uh it, it was like the character dynamics is that right um yeah yeah I guess and um and, and how they fit into the world yeah I, I guess it's it's the the mix of the characters and their powers and how they, those all sort of come together I think it does mm. do a really good job for an hour and a half um this is definitely probably a story that may have been better if it was a tv show and I think mm. someone actually tried to turn it into a TV show about a year or two after the movie came out. And I'm I'm disappointed that didn't eventuate because I think that would have been a better use. Um, this movie does sometimes feel a bit crammed because it, it can it sometimes trying to do a bit much. Right. Yeah, um, I, I guess it's interesting, um, especially comparing it to something like Worm, which is so uh, so dense. Um, yeah. They they must have to do a lot. Um. They must have to do a lot to fit it into this kind of hour and a half format, which which I think can provide for some very kind of clear and directed storytelling. Yeah, there's definitely this movie does have quite a few moments where it does a very good job of that classic movie thing where you're meant to show and not tell. So mm. it's often providing you information about people and their powers um, through just demonstrating them in, in subtle ways. Mm. Um, and that that's often a, a quick way that they can get lots of information across, and and I I think that's really cool. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, all right. So, uh, I, I obviously I'm someone who's pretty into superhero media, so it's not a hard sell for me to <laughs> get on board with this concept. Um, but I, I'd be interested to see your response to the question of. Would you recommend this to me if you didn't know that I was as into superhero media as I am? Um, I, I don't think so. I think this is very much a movie that fits squarely in the realms of sci-fi slash superhero sort of things. It it stands mm. on its own as a bit of an action thriller. Like if, if someone was particularly keen most of the time on just sort of action movies with cool visuals because they do have very cool visuals for things like the the movers telekinetic powers but Mm. um that that might be hit or miss um because the action scenes you know there's always a fair bit of exposition between them Um, (laughs) whereas sci-fi fans and and sort of the the superhero fans which you know there's a lot of overlap in that area Mm. Mm. um are definitely sort of going to be fans of this 
Okay. That that kind of makes me a bit apprehensive about going into this, um, but I'll probably still enjoy it just because I do love stuff like this. And fuck, Chris, <laughs> Chris Evans is always a good get in any superhero movie. I'll watch any superhero movie with Chris Evans. Yeah, uh, I yeah. actually... Because I hadn't seen this since 2010, and I rewatched mm. it earlier today in preparation for this episode. Because I was like, "Well, mm. I can't go in with seven-year-old knowledge," and I totally, <laughs> I totally forgotten he was in it. Dakota Fanning was actually the only person that I you had remembered. remembered. And then, and then I was how sort is, of going how is Chris Evans in so many superhero movies? Like, <laughs> well, he, keep, he keeps coming up in this podcast as well, like um, in Snowpiercer a few weeks ago. Snowpiercer, yep. Obviously, oh. Captain America. Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. Snowpiercer isn't a fucking. <laughs> I guess Snowpiercer is kind of a superhero movie. It's. Yeah. I mean, I'd even. I think. I think it's classified as sci-fi, and I'd even. I'd even question that categorization just because it's a cool train. <laughs> it the only really real science sci-fi. fiction is that there's a big train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's. it's oh no! I guess same, there's like, like telekinetics or telepaths or whatever. Well, kind of. I mean, they sort of forgot about that thread halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's the same as like people classify Orphan Black as as sci-fi, and Orphan like, Black is definitely sci-fi. Are you kidding me? No, it, it's got it's got a bit of cloning. That's the premise for the setup. But then from then on, it, it, there's not really any sci-fi. It's but but that's the whole a, that's the whole that's the whole thing about sci-fi is that it uses fuck this is a, a tangent but <laughs> sci-fi is great because it uses kind of fictitious premises to set up interesting um personal dramas and interesting kind of moral questions right but all the so, technology that they talk about in orphan black is actually possible like the only the only fictional part they've really made up is that somebody could have done some of the stuff they did 20 to 30 years ago 20 to 30 years ago like it would all be possible now like it's yeah. it's barely science fiction and i think even then i like i the term science fiction i think should also encompass more than just the the setting or, or that like one initial plot point it should also sort of cover the the main sort of drive of the story and i don't think that's true for orphan black orphan black's mostly a sort of conspiracy thriller slash drama i i think you're just coming to that from the perspective of someone who likes old school space sci-fi though like yeah like this um anyway (laughs) (laughs) so what are we talking about push (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah i i i think i will like this which is is kind of a weird thing to say before i even know anything about it but i'm interested to see if our audience will enjoy this as much as I do as people who don't necessarily like superhero media. Although if they don't, that kind of begs the question of why do they listen to this? Well, why, are you, why are you still here? I think, yeah, I think we've, uh, accidentally one punch man last com- week, whatever the fuck superhero media we did before that. <laughs> I think we um, keep accidentally coming back to this sort of stuff. Um, no, but I mean, I, I watched this when I first watched this, um, seven years ago, I watched it with, a, a sort of large group of people. Mm. Um, not in a cinema, I mean, that wouldn't count. But, um, I mean, we all left thinking it was a pretty good movie, and I don't think all of those people were sort of your traditional sci-fi superhero movie people, but they seemed mm. to enjoy it. I don't know if they loved it, but I, I don't think anybody walked away saying that that was a crap movie. What I might try and do for this one as an interesting little experiment is is watch it with my family, because they are people who have, all have a variety of wildly different movie tastes. Yeah, I'd be interested to see 
even knowing that I'll probably like it, um, I'd be interested to see what they think of it, just to see like how does this appeal to other people. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be interesting. I'd be keen to hear the results of such an experiment. Yeah, um, and speaking of finding out how this appeals to other people, um, <laughs> if you are going to be watching it along with us, we, there is a link to the discussion thread for Push in the uh, in in the show notes below. Um, yeah, so if you're watching along, head on over there and post your comments. Uh, please spoiler tag them because I'll probably see them before I have watched the thing. So <laughs> don't don't post spoilers or spoiler tag them if you do. And uh, yeah, otherwise we will uh, see you back in two weeks when we follow up on on push. All right. All right.